Hello everyone and welcome to Monique's Pet Whisper Call of My Ancestors. I wanted to um, pop back in, you know, Thanksgiving's over and uh, holiday seasons are, are here and running. But I thought it was important to to really share some of my experiences living here in Colorado and being a indigenous um, black African Native American, whatever you want to call it us, but really what my experience is like living here. Um, I can really tell you guys, it's really sad to say this, but Colorado has a lot of work to do when it comes to overcoming racism. I'm not just talking about white and black. I'm really talking about uh, minority groups that look just like me or maybe that look a little different from me that are also racist acting towards black people. Let me give you por ejemplo. And I want to break these things down and apart because if we don't address these issues, you can kiss our economy goodbye. Racism impacts our economy in ways that would blow your mind. And it, what it does is stifles opportunities. It stifles um, uh, growth, uh, spiritual growth, physical growth. It does all those bad things. So when it comes to doing business or even having a business in general, if there's a big racist climate, then that's going to um, inadvertently affect the growth of, of even the business owner, whether they're white, black, red, or yellow. So when I was in, um, I went to the Doubletree. As a matter of fact, I'm getting ready to pass it again. <sighs> Doubletree has some of the best cookies in town. Well, I can't really say that. that those cookies, cookie I just had was a little on the <clears throat> hard, crispier side. But I stopped over there to get a cookie. <clears throat> now, the Doubletree, when I looked at the demographic of people that actually shop at the Double or stay at the Doubletree, you know, they don't, they're not necessarily of the multiracial rainbow. And so I'm not staying at the Doubletree. I'm a native of Denver. I, you know, stuff like that. I'm a native. And, um, you know, I just wanted a cookie. So I walk in, I see. Uh, a Latina woman, she's cleaning. And I will say that these interactions happen more often than, than not. For whatever reason, uh, Latina, some, some, not all, some Latinos or Latinas here in Colorado, I'm calling you, I'm calling your ass out. You're very racist towards black people and you know it. You look down on black people you think that you're superior to black people and you and you feel bad because you're you're cleaning cleaning hotels or you're you're in a in a role that maybe you feel is beneath you and you have to do it to pay your bills but when it comes time to servicing a black person um some of you really throw shade and you don't want to you have this attitude you know, and so when I walked in the double tree, there was a, you know, this woman, she was uh, doing some cleaning and I simply asked to throw away a can of soda or something I was drinking, an energy drink. And, and then the attitude behind it was, ah, 
go ahead. Yeah, whatever. Just go ahead and do it. You know, like how people shoo you like you're a mouse or something. Well, some some of you have never experienced a, another human being degrading you or doing that that thing where they're looking down on you because you're different than them. Some of you've never experienced that. You have no idea what I'm talking about because you're living in in a matrix that is really designed for your benefit. So when when people are talking about racism, all you can do is kind of like listen in, but you really don't understand what that means. So in this podcast, uh, my goal is to help help you help people understand these old issues that are affecting are affecting us every day um and it's complicated on top of the crime there's mass shootings and everything else that we have to deal with you know um but I wanted to just quickly throw that out there and I'm I'm calling you out because if you're if you are of a a person of a different creed or maybe you're even a black person and you have self-hatred issues you're you're gonna mistreat me too and you have so that's just one example that happened today. Now, another uh, trend that I see happening is this. Now, again, I live in Colorado. Um, I'm not going to reveal the type of car I have, but I do have a, a very nice vehicle. And I noticed some shade, you know, a lot of shade. And some of you have gone through this. You've been there, done that. But I see the shade when you, you, when you, when you are a prosperous person of color. And so <clears throat> I'm also wearing a really nice vintage uh, cap. It kind of looks like what Billie Holiday and all of the jazz artists back during the 20s and the 30s, the caps that the older women wear. Well, I wear those, you know, and I, I make it look very fashionable and it looks very classy and elegant. So I've noticed in the last couple of days since I've even been wearing this, I've had, and I'm, I'm, I'm telling y'all the truth, white women roll their eyes up, or let me give you another example. When you're, when you're trying to have a, a conversation, you know, like you're getting help with someone like inside of a grocery store and a person, or not even a grocery store, it could be anything. And as you're talking, the per, this, uh, uh, the employee will totally interrupt you the customer while you're talking to talk to the employee that's helping you. How many times has that actually happened to you? Is it a white or black thing? Maybe, maybe not. But I interpret it as that because for you to think that you can just interrupt me getting the help that I need, it's very rude. And let me tell you, when you do that, you look like a little baby, like a, you look like a, like Jenny, who never learned mat nerves. So I'm talking to the guy at the, um, it's called uh, Emporium Box or something. It's for, it's like a reptile store because I have a turtle. And I was talking to this young man about his business because he's struggling getting it off the ground. And so we were talking, just started talking. Suddenly, Jenny comes out of nowhere and she's like, do you know where, um, where Mark put the scissors? Well, I don't know what he's doing, but I'm, you know, and I'm, you know, this other customer called and, you know, he was asking about our boat, our, our, um, bow, uh, snakes and, 
I mean, she just started a whole out conversation as I'm getting help. Has that happened to you? Say yes or no. And some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. And so this chicken head, she starts talking for a good like one to two minutes as if I wasn't even there. As if my dollar didn't matter. And as if I were insignificant. Now, I know that that's the that's what she wants me to think about myself. Okay, she wants me to think that. So I've already know I already know what time it is. Okay, so I know that this this chicken head is doing this just to be disrespectful and and to to indirectly tell me that you know my business, my voice, and the things that I need are not really important. You know, so that happened. Then I go to the gas station, and it happened again. I'm talking to the uh, the lady at the gas station, the gas station clerk. Okay, I'm not talking to anybody else. I'm not talking to anybody else. I'm talking to you. I was only talking to one person. And I told the lady, I said, gosh, gas stations normally smell really bad. But I said, this one actually smells halfway decent. So the lady laughed. She goes, well, I know I, I kind of just smell gas. You know, that's what she she goes. Well, I, I just smell gas, but we do have this air freshener. And as she's talking to me, this person comes out of nowhere. This, unfortunately, is another white woman. And she's like, it doesn't smell good in here to me. Nobody was talking to you. First of all, it smells just like gas. And then she just starts, just starts rambling and talking. And I'm just like, interesting. Okay. Because I'm now, I'm actually really making note. I said, okay, this is the second time that I've been interrupted in one day where somebody just thought that they could just say whatever they wanted to say out of their mouth because they felt privileged. When you feel privileged, you feel like you're on top of the world and that you your voice is the only voice in the room and that other people's voice they voices do not matter because you're really insecure. That's actually what, when you do that, I'm just calling a shout out. When you mistreat other people and you and you want to be disrespectful to another person, and I've been seeing a trend with white women doing this, and believe me, I'm not racist, but I'm calling out an epidemic of something that is very real, okay? And um, I talk about this in, in other episodes because I experience it. And just because someone else doesn't experience it, it doesn't make my experiences invalid. It doesn't make them invisible, okay? So that's why there's freedom of speech and I can share things that that really affect other people. So when you're walking around thinking that the world evolves around you and when you see an intelligent, highly intelligent person, a black woman especially, that has all these attributes and you haven't done any self-development work, you're going to be a hater. You're going to try to make this this woman think that something is wrong with her, okay? How many times have black women been indirectly um, put down, you know, um, whether it's at the gynecology department, whether it's, you know, anywhere you go, you, you have people saying like, oh my God, my hair is so frizzy today. Oh my God, I hate my hair. It's like, 
you know, like super frizzy, you know. And so I'll give you guys another example of something. And I'm going to keep up with these examples because this is real talk. So I was talking to my leasing man, uh, somebody leasing. She was she's not a manager, but she's someone talking to her about her dog and her dog's coat is jacked up. He's losing hair. He's got allergies and he doesn't feel good. And so I was talking about the cactus uh, power hydrator. By the way, you can actually order this on my app. My app is found at Pet Whisper. You can um, you can download the app anytime you want. But, um, you know, so I was telling her how well this product actually works on on my hair. Right. So when you when you start talking to a non black person about how a product can work on their pet's hair and a human hair, they really start to get uncomfortable. So I I described that this product can be used on all hair types. It's great for, for, for pets. It's great for people's skin. It penetrates into the bone. It starts to work from the inside out and restore damaged skin cells and, and it creates new hair growth. It does all of this stuff. Okay. And, um, so the lady, this other woman I was talking to, she also has, you know, her hair. She was telling me, well, my hair is so dead. It's another white woman. My hair is flat. It's not doing anything. So I, I, I said to both of the women, I said, if you want, you can try um, spraying your scalp with this and see how, how it feels. And when I said that to the, to the woman whose dog is suffering, it's like she completely shut down. She did not want, you know, I get it. You don't know what's, what's being sprayed on your scalp. Okay. Although I've had many white women and white men and other people, you know, they, they, they don't care, but for some reason it really made her uncomfortable. And what made it matters worse is that the other woman that was in the office, she, she started showing me this picture of her Chapolero days back in the 1970s. And all of a sudden, this woman had like a real, like an actual, like real Afro. I'm not playing. This chick had a, like an actual straight up Afro. And um, I couldn't believe my eyes. I said, see this? And I said, you need to check out your, your genealogy. I said, you really need to do that because for your hair to be like that. And so then when I saw her hair, it was like blow dry. And you know, I always make fun of people that try to blow dry their curls because they're very ashamed of their curls. And that's what her hair was all like completely blow dried and flat. So all of this is going on. The lady with the dog is really freaking out now. She, you know, and I said, okay, I see that this product makes you uncomfortable. I said, so if you're not even comfortable even spraying this on your hand because she didn't even want to do that I said how are you going to apply this product on your dog if this product is making you that uncomfortable and um, she couldn't really answer me and the thing about my product is that I'm not gonna beg you to buy shit from me to be honest I'm not if you you want your dog to suffer that's that's on you you know, the animal spirits are going to attack you. They're going to be like, you let great, the great Labrador of, of, uh, golden Colorado suffer. The great Dane has suffered for the last 
12 years of his life because you never applied a hydration treatment to your pet. So, um, it's, it's just, it's really serious. Um, there is a, there is race, race is, is somehow woven into the experiences of how certain white people, uh, Hispanic, it could be Hispanics or whoever, Indian, how you relate to your, your, your dog's, um, or your cat's coat, coat health. If there is a correlation between how to manage thick, wiry, wiry coats and, um, putting the proper product on your, on your dog. But the moment you think it's greasy, which my product's not greasy, but the moment you're thinking that it's greasy and that there's something wrong with it is the moment that we've all lost the race. Okay. To be honest with you, that's the moment we, we failed. So, um, you know, it's, it's really irritating. Um, it's difficult for me to be in, in my position making products for animals. I have a cutting edge product that I plan to take all over the world with me for people who are not ignorant, who actually want to make a difference with their pet's coat. But when I'm dealing with um, certain white women in this industry, or even Latinas who are racist or Asians, it doesn't matter who you are, you're out there. Um, you're only you're only doing your pet a disservice. Um, I have a customer who she, you know, when she didn't know what race I was, and I knew this was going to happen. I did. She didn't even know like what I actually was. And when she saw me, she, her face like crumbled, to be honest with you. And so then she started saying like, well, I'm not sure if, if, if your product is actually working on my dog and blah, blah, blah. And I knew that she just didn't trust me because of the color of my skin. Um, when people start looking at you in all this doubt, what happens is when it, when it comes to pets, pets are like children. So if we already have an issue with people with um, the education system, white flight, people wanting to move to suburbia to get away from the inner city people of color. Well, this is the other challenge when it comes to having a pet. Because in your mind, your pet is what? Your child. And are you going to want your child around? I don't want Muffy. Todd, I don't think so. I don't know. I don't want Muffy's coat, you know, saturated with all of that mucky, that mucky stuff. I, I don't know what that, that, that gal's actually put in there. I mean, you know, they kind of, they're kind of closer to animals. I mean, how, how is she really going to know how to really help my pet? Okay. No, I don't, I don't want to, to, I don't want Muffy or let's say Teddy or any, any of our pets going to the dog park in the inner city. They need to only go to like a Washington park or like somewhere, you know, where there's like less ethnicity. Well, I'm just not comfortable. So when you have that kind of dynamic, 
where people are already afraid to put their kids in schools with even one drop of a, of a person of color. Okay, you may have two Asians or let's say five Asians, you know, maybe 10 Hispanics and maybe the rest. Yeah, the maybe we're dealing like with the rest. Um, where am I at? Sorry, guys, I'm driving. The rest white and maybe one black kid or something. I mean, you're you're pretty much screwed. I'm just being honest with you. So this is why I feel like racism does play does play a part in in selling these products um, because they are high end products. But you do have people that don't even want to deal with black people on that level or they don't trust black people. They think we're dirty. They think we, we stink. They think we're nasty. They think all of these negative thoughts. So therefore your pet's not getting the coat care that they need. The same people thinking this are the same people whose great, great, great grandma was being nursed by a mammy, you know, or their great, great, great grandpa was being nursed by a black woman, you know, black people have traditionally raised many black family I mean excuse me many white families in America isn't it ironic that uh, we're called the animals that we're called um, stupid or that we don't know what we're doing but why why were we raising your children for you and why are in many ways are we still raising your kids okay so when you got the mammies and the nurses and the, and the live-in people living in your house and they're, they're people of color, then you're, you're, really, you're really far beyond backwards, okay? So I'm, I'm kind of calling out some, some, some things that are uncomfortable, but you have to really ask yourself, you know, if a black woman says there is a universal pet product that can actually help reptiles, birds, cats, dogs, everyone in one application. Now you can keep using it because you should use it every day and it's safe for humans. What would you say? Or would you be too busy, scared to use it because of your inner, your inner racist thoughts that you have that black people are dirty. We stink and we're nasty. The other lady that um, with the Afro, she asked me the golden question that only white people ask. Did you go to school for this? I mean, how do you know about, how do you know about this? You don't, let me tell you, you know how many egghead scientists there are that have actually created viruses to kill humanity? Just because they went to school, did that make them smart? Or did that make them extra dumb? I'm being really serious, people. You need to think about what I'm saying. Okay. Does that does that mean that they're actually smart? No, it doesn't. It means they're really far, far lost. You know, so um, I, I felt the need to to kind of call out some things that I'm experiencing here, just trying to get the, my business off the ground uh, in the way that people can trust my brand people people can trust 
you know, my work and they, they do because people see their results, but they can't figure out how I know how to do this. They think I'm supposed to have a master's degree in, or I mean a doctor, uh, I, I need to be a DM. Okay. So, um, I do have education. I plan to continue my education, but I don't think that I need to, to prove myself to anybody to be very frank with you. I, I don't. But um, when you're doing business, sometimes you get to do what you have to do. Okay. So I wanted to share my feedback on, you know, things that are, that are bothering me today. And it, it's, it's something that I can, I'll get over, but it is something I did want to share with you guys. I won't make this a super uh, long session, but, you know, when it comes to uh, particularly um, black women um, who are trying to just live day to day. And when you have to experience, uh, people thinking that they can be disrespectful because they don't want you to, to know your worth, I'm going to call that out. And if you're looking beautiful as a black woman and you're not, you know, out there being ghetto and ignorant and you're just being yourself and then somebody wants to challenge you or challenge your work or ask you a million questions, make you feel bad. You know, I'm here to tell you, you need to keep pressing, not only pressing on you, you need to stand on your throne. You need to be humble, but you need to know like laser, like I know exactly what I'm dealing with. I'm dealing with trash. You know, I'm dealing with the person that has low self-esteem as usual, you know, here, here it goes. So the other thing I can, I'll toss out there is that all of this fake butt stuff, do you know that you're making yourself so insecure? Do you know not every man wants a big butt? Okay. Now, if you weren't born with the big butt, I'm sorry, but not everybody wants that. So you need to be happy with what you have because when you put a fake butt on your body, yeah, a man, an idiot will rap about it and say, I'll give you money to, I'll give you money for your butt and whatever you need, baby, or whatever dumb lyrics are coming out of their mouth. If they're willing to do that, they're, they're probably willing to do it for a whole bunch of chicks and they still won't be satisfied. Okay. So when you're around a woman that has the real thing, that for some of you, you can't handle that. That's too much. You're like, damn, I don't have the real thing. My butt is flat. You know, I look like a, a Applejack pancake. Um, don't be mad at the woman that actually has the real thing. So that's, that's many reasons why black women are still highly preyed upon. People are jealous of many black women's skin tones, um, our shapes, our hair, everything, you know, and some, some black women, um, I don't even, you're not a real black woman. You're just have, you just have melanin, but inside you're like a vacant, a vacant ceiling or a vacant hallway with no, no substance, just nothing but trash buildup. Okay. So some of you are wearing, some of you are actually wearing the skin, but you're not really black. Okay. Let's just get kind of get that straight. Um, why am I talking about it? Because it's 
I'm seeing that nothing's really changing. So on top of the, the, the crazy maniacs we have out here shooting up people, then we have all of these other layers of issues that go on. And um, these issues are so important that they affect uh, the livelihood of other black families. If you're being um, persecuted simply because you look good, you know, you walked out and you, you look good and, you know, somebody's jealous of you or Danny is looking at you and he's with his wife or his girlfriend, that's not your problem. Okay, if the man can't keep his eyes to himself, then he's just whatever, you know, but the woman will be the one all pissed off at you. Now, I've seen some women, they don't act like that. But when it comes to the dynamic of black women and non-men of color, that is a real issue. I am extremely aware of that. So let me tell you what happened. I, this is another thing. I decided to go to um, to the Goodwill, actually, to get some stuff that I needed. Um, yeah. Oh my God, she shops at Goodwill. Yep, and so do a a bunch of rich people. So I was in there. This happens all the time. Let me tell you, I could be anywhere. And it's the same thing because let me tell you, I'm gonna bust y'all out. Now, white women, you, you, you need to know what you're doing here and you need to be aware because what it's doing is it's, it's letting a person like me have a window into your actual uh, marriage, your, your commitment levels, your insecurities. Let me give you an example. Have you ever seen a a woman, a white woman and some of my, a lot of my listeners are white, so you can just listen in. Um, you know, there was, you're walking around with your kids. Okay. Now, mind you, your kid's probably like two or three. You're talking to him like he's an adult. So this woman's like, so Jason, um, so what are you, what are you planning to do a little bit later? Jason's only like two and a half, three years old. I don't know. I, you know, and he, he talks well, you know, he's like, I don't know. I, I need, I need to go get laptop, get iPad with daddy and I need to go do this. And then, so what happens is this woman, these women, this happens to me often. They'll come over to me like around my space. Now it isn't, I get it. Some of you are like, oh, you're just over, you're being too sensitive. No, I'm actually not. Cause this is what they say every time. So they're acting as though their kid is so smart, right? Maybe they are, maybe they're not. So they're already pro- trying to put it out there of my, my kid is smarter than your kid. Probably. I talk to my kid like it, like he's an adult because I think he's one. I, I don't, I don't leave anything out of my, of my, of the conversation that me and my, me and my kid have together, you know, and that's literally what, what's going on there. And so basically what's happening at this point, the kid is like, mommy, I'm, I'm just, you know, and he's only three. He's like, well, I, I don't know. And I want to walk into a set of Legos and play. So then the lady goes, well, daddy, well, daddy didn't, but wait till daddy gets home. And they always do it. Well, daddy said, daddy's coming to, coming to pick us up. 
daddy doesn't want us to worry. But daddy, and it's always like daddy. So number one, you're trying to tell me or you're indirectly saying, I have a husband. I am not a single mother. I have a family nucleus. I have a husband and I have a child. I am not a single parent like you. Okay. Why am I saying this? Because why the hell do you guys come around me with that all the time? You assume that I'm a single mom or before I I was married, you assumed I was a single parent, which I was. And you always talk about daddy, you know, and, and how smart your kid is. But the reality is that same little boy that she's talking to like an adult was the same one acting up. The same one throwing SpaghettiOs and Cheerios at the wall, okay? The same one saying, tugging against their parent, like, I don't respect you. These are the same ones when you don't discipline them in a, in a manner to respect other people. First of all, respecting you as the parent. When you raise them to think they're privileged, then they, do, they actually do grow up thinking they can do things like interrupting a person when they're in the middle of a business transaction and in a conversation because mommy and daddy never, they never taught me manners. So when you guys do that or, or, or when you're having to wait on a black person and you don't want to because you're, you're working for 18 an hour and you don't think that you should have to serve this black person, that is a form of how you were raised and the socialization that, that you, you were raised around, okay? Same thing with, with your pets. You don't want uh, black hands touching your pet. You think, you know, we got lice or some insects gonna crawl in their fur, okay? You, you know, it's the same socialization where you won't even trust a person like myself's product because you're racist. I'm calling this out because you need to be aware of what you do. Why? I don't care about your dad, what daddy is doing. I don't care about your family at all. I don't know you. I just know that you want to come over in my space when I'm shopping and interrupt my, what I'm doing. So what I do is I take careful note and then I talk about it in a podcast because it's happened to many, many black women. Little steward, oh my God, daddy's gonna be home in a little bit. Who gives a damn, daddy's at freaking at work. Daddy may be twerking some, daddy's doing something. I didn't ask where daddy was, but you wanna be talking about daddy all the time. So, hey, number one, you have an insecurity in your marriage, okay? All right? Number two, you have not only an insecurity in your marriage, but daddy is probably gone a lot. And that's why you're at home having to probably take care of your kids by yourself because daddy is absent. You know, your marriage could just suck and be boring because if you were filled with goodness and love, you would not have to prove to a stranger that you have this dynamic family nucleus. What makes it even worse is when you know the history of how your 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 race has 
erased so many lives and so many black families have uprooted many families that are in were in love with each other when you have that that has happened to so many black people and then you want to come around like you you're you're the queen of your of your dynasty and you know you you have a real family and and these black people around you they don't know what that's like to have a to have a, a husband or a wife I'm 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 gonna talk about it people now some of you want to shuck and jive you go ahead and roller skate go do your skate go to skate city and do your and your shucking and jiving your minstrel show but all of these things are important because when we're talking about how we socialize children, hell, how we socialize pets, for example, when your ass has a pet, has it's really your furry friend, your companion, but your ass is afraid to maybe talk to black people or people of color, you know, like people of color can mean Asians, Indians, Hispanics, they... They don't see you as that different from us. I'm just having to put that out there because you are the other. Okay, I'm sorry to disappoint some of you, but that's the truth. Okay, so when you have those those dynamics going on, you're going to have a real problem. Okay, so I think... Um, you, I think you need to understand that that you are no different. And once you begin to realize that, you can begin to see like, okay, not all white people think like this, but a lot of them do. And and again, it could be other races that are just as racist as white people. So I'm not here pointing fingers and bashing, but if we don't talk about the socialization of children, then when those eight ball kids grow up and they haven't been properly socialized to understand that humanity is humanity no matter what the F you look like, then that person can take the law into their own hands. Let me repeat, the socialization of children is really important because if you don't properly socialize your children to understand that they are human, then they may take the law into their own hands they 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 see you as other okay they they may even see um lgbtq as other whatever it is you're different and then when you're like oh oh little gumdrop oh little tommy boy will you please stop touching the please stop touching that that um that cord you know you're gonna electrocute yourself i don't wanna but little Tommy boy, please. I mean, why aren't you listening to my... Oh, oh my God. I can't believe he he just threw a spoon at my face. I can't believe this little... Why did you throw that spoon? I've got cranberry all over my chin. I don't wanna. Okay, well... Okay, well, I'm gonna put you in timeout in the corner. Now, you guys have heard me talk about the the... the little Jimmy boy and the consequences of going into the corner because that corner I'm telling you they're talking to somebody in that corner so you keep putting your kid in a corner without properly uh educating them 
about why it's not nice to throw things, why it's not nice to tug on mommy's arm until it almost breaks or to, to throw tantrums because when that, so what happens is when a child is young like that and you, you're never really teaching them right from wrong, like you should, then by the time they're 13, 14, you're raising of different types of DSM fives personality disorders. Okay. They may become schizophrenia is normally, you know, genetic, the genetic trait, but they may become a sociopath. They, they may become, um, bipolar, you know, they may have personality disorder, a number of things based on how you raise them. Why is this so important? Because when you have chicken heads like the women today interrupting conversations, okay, um, basically being disrespectful or thinking that you're privileged, how do you behave when it comes to justice? When it comes to standing up and doing what's right, how do you stand? Huh? Tell me, how are you standing? I'm like totally straddling the fence because like I have no backbone. I was not raised with a backbone. So like, so like I can totally get away with that because I flicky flicky flock my hair. And like, I'm like the one that everyone wants to like be like, you know? Um, so like, what are you going to say to me? I mean, all I'm going to do is like not serve any time. I mean, if I just cry to the detective, I mean, like he'll just, even though I like, yes, I know I tortured my kids, but like, you know, that's something that we do. And you know, that like, we're just under so much, we, yeah, we, we white women are under so much stress and we're not being like properly cared for, protected. And we are also a protected class. So like, you have to have like some kind of mercy. I don't care about those black wenches. I mean, they're just so, you know, yelling at their, beating their kids with branches and sticks and chains. Like I would never do that. No, I, okay. Well, I know that's not all black people. Well, yeah, my ancestors did have to, you know, whip them sometimes. I mean, but they're animals, so you can't really compare both of us. I mean, I'm not an animal. I mean, can't you see, like, I have, like, glowing, like, green sparkly eyes and, like, flicky flaw hair. So, like, what are you talking about? So, when you raise people like this, then when it comes to uh, the privilege privilege. I am a manager at Walmart. I am a manager at uh, Charles Schwab. I am a, a supervisor at uh, O'Reilly, uh, O'Reilly Auto Parts. I am a, you know, like a regional manager for like, you know, the hotel chains, you know, um, when you're in these positions of power and when something arises within the hour of uh, a black person or a person of color or whatever their background is, um, is under duress and you yourself have not dealt with your insecurities and you're scared, they're going to take over the world, the world, the world. So when you're scared, people of color are going to take over the world, okay, then you don't stand up. You don't 
you don't dial 911 when it's actually time to dial 911. You'll dial 911 when you see a quote unquote suspicious looking black person around your car, even though that black person lives in your neighborhood, but you call the cops on them. But you didn't call the cops when the pedophile moved in your neighborhood, when he was on the sex offender list, okay? When he was even near near the school, you were too busy looking at the black family, the black man or woman that moved down the block or that's in your grocery store. I can tell you the number of times in Boulder, Colorado, I have walked into that King Supers off of 28th and near Canyon Boulevard and the number of white faces that look in shock. Like I stepped in a 19th FN 32. How many, how many, uh, uh, how many stories are still going on like this in 2022? It's old. Now, some of you don't care about what I'm talking about because it doesn't, it, it doesn't impact you. Some of you say, well, I've got money. I'm Middle Eastern. I'm, or I'm, I'm from another country. I don't go through this, you know, but if you, you say that now, but trust me, the rings of power will show you when you're trying to make a hefty business transaction, when you're trying to do something to uh, benefit your family. And all of a sudden you went to the bank and you couldn't get that loan, even though you have the cash flow, you have the credit you know, you, you got stalked by maybe a police officer or you got harassed by somebody at your job and you thought you were, you were safe because you were, um, not African American, quote unquote, or you're from another country. So you're in the safe zone. <clears throat> My friend, you're even more vulnerable than me because you're ignorant. Okay. And so if we don't start to repair how we view humanity, how we view one another. We as a human race will be erased. We will cease to exist. If you think we're going to go get on a, the richest people on this planet are going to jump on a spaceship and fly your ass to Mars, you got another thing coming to you. I just want to warn you about that. And don't believe everything you see on TV. You are not even capable of seeing a extraterrestrial being because you can't even get past skin color. Well, how the hell are you going to see a little actual green man? I'm being funny because a lot of ETs don't even look nothing like that. that that's one species of ET. They call it the grays, I guess, but that's one species. There's there's like, like there's a bunch of different insects. There's a bunch of races of people. It's really not that many races, to be honest with you. But there's different species of extraterrestrial beings. Some have multiple heads, faces. Some have, who knows. But if we can't get past some simple things as, a, as my flesh, then that's telling me that the human species brain is actually shrinking. You know, um, it's 2022. And I haven't seen, um, I have not actually seen the progress I would like to have seen. So I've, I've made it a conclusion that right now, as my ancestors before me, they preached, they stood up, they boycotted, they, um, they spoke, they had literature, they had meetings at church, 
They have uh, block party meetings about the same issue decade after decade after decade after decade after decade. Okay, what has what things have really been have really changed? When black businesses in the United States, now some some businesses you guys live in California or some other states and you're getting money like the yin yang. Okay, let me tell you, that's not happening for for everybody around the country or even around the world. Obviously, because a lot of foreign people come to America for the same opportunities. So if we're struggling just on a um, trying to build our own legacies, our own dynasties, because you're stifling the money, because you want to keep the wealth in your own communities, I want you guys to know a little secret. Do you know that we actually don't need money? Some of you know this, but if we began to do more bartering and trading, everybody will have actually what they need. I know a man right now in Houston, Texas that owns a water plant with alkaline water. I used to work for him doing his commercial accounts. Okay. I know plenty of farmers. I know black doctors, black chemists, black pilots. Okay. Um, Black teachers, educators, black uh, civil engineers, you know, um, less the list goes on of, uh, a graphic artist okay we're more than just singers and dancers I get tired of that that's one reason why I don't really sing like I I would like to sing more you know and do more theatrical stuff but I didn't want to get placed in just a box of that's all I know how to do now eventually when it's my time to emerge into that in my writing because I am a I'm a writer then then I can have a nice balance of, you know, uh, my business, things I do intellectually, um, metaphysically, scientifically, and then I have a balance of my creative mind. We get so caught up as black people in all we do is sing and dance, okay? The young people and play football or play sports. That's what they want us to think about ourselves. That's all we know how to do. You can run a mule. like It's like running a, a, a mule or running a donkey, running cattle, throw the football, throw the basketball, run back and forth. Let somebody tell you how to injure your body so you can never use it again. Okay. So we have to, at this point, um, understand that there are still many people that do not believe that we are human. When a person comes into my space talking talking trash or telling me about indirectly about daddy, I how did I know that the lady was even going to she was going to mention daddy? I already knew it. I already I was like here she she's white woman's coming with her child. She's going to linger around, like literally very close to me. And she's going to mention her husband. Watch what I tell you. Okay. So um, that's making you look bad. And a lot of white women are mad at their white man. 
because they feel that the white man is not being respectful or doesn't honor them or has in the past raped and did other things to other women of other nationalities. So that creates an insecurity for white women as quiet as it's kept. But what the media has to do is put the white woman as as the dominant um, face of beauty. And that's exactly what they do to make you, you know, to really make you think that that's that they're that they are the face of beauty. It's, it's all only them. It's all about them. And so when you put somebody on a pedestal that high, that's that's not even healthy for them because they have a lot to own up to. And so white women oftentimes feel very insecure because if they see another person of, of that is not white and they look beautiful, then it kind of crashes this self-image that they have of themselves as being the dominant um, beauty. What we need to say is, you know, there are beautiful people and there's not, you know, there's average people. And, you know, some people are a hot mess because they, they don't take care of themselves. But it shouldn't have to do with race. But of course, I can't, I'm not going to sit here and say all of this because it does. It has everything to do with race. And in order for us to build a stronger community, a stronger business ecosystem, then these little these little characteristics, they spill out into different parts of, of our jobs. Um, our interactions in grocery stores, our interactions in medical facilities, who will live the longest, okay? If you don't value me, uh, just simple little me as a person, then when I go to the hospital, I gotta pray to God that uh, ancestor touches one of y'all's hearts so that my heart can keep beating so that you'll put forth the blood, sweat and tears to save me or that you will not see me as, as a basket case where you can make money off of, of my ignorance because you don't respect me as the race that I am. Now, if you're a white person listening or you're, you're not white, you're, you're something else or whatever, the case is you need to really ask yourself some truth, truthful questions. That's the only way you can be set free from the bondage that you're actually experiencing. You can even help black people who already are suffering from your treatment, from the treatment of your family, your friends. You can set, set our yoke free by standing up and doing what's right. Now there are, there are white people and other people that yes, they're, they're doing it. But we need more of you to come to the table. We need more of you to say, this is, this is enough. Or I'm not going to be friends with you because you said the N-word. You know, I'm not going to hire you or I'm firing you because you are a, a bigot or you, you're this or you're that. You're homophobic. You're, you, you don't care about um, other religions. You, you, if you are in power... You can make a difference. If you're a veterinarian in Colorado, you know about Pet Whisper products and you know damn well that greasy ointment is not working on your on your pet customers. And you are scared to try a new product from a black woman because you're scared that it's going to change the course of science and how you make your money. Well, you need to do some some self-development work. 
you you'll never get ahead in life if you don't. You will be in a slow, stagnant, non-conforming space. Okay? So anyway, people, I did talk a lot longer than I expected, but I haven't really spoken in a while. I just have some things, uh, really family emergencies going on. Uh, it's been happening for the last couple of months, to be really honest with you. And it's been very difficult uh, to get through some of these challenges. But one thing I do know for sure, people want to hear my voice and they want to feel that they're not alone and you're not alone. And no matter what, what nationality you are, you may be, uh, especially for my international audience, you do experience racism. If you are Asian and your skin is dark, your nose has characteristics of African, you know, which you, you'll never want to admit that, you will experience racism. If you are uh, from South America, you know, or you're even from Spain and your hair is curly and not olive, your skin's not olive, you know, you have characteristics of, of black, of blackness and you know how difficult that is, you're going to experience some depression. So the best thing to do is own up to your black soul and to the blackness inside of you. Feel good and strong about the black DNA that's resonating inside of you. Embrace it. Learn from the stories that your cells are trying to teach you. Learn from the stories of your dreams. Learn from the stories of, of the animals that have come into your pathway to teach you about yourself, okay? Stop being ashamed of the black drop of blood. Stop being ashamed of who, who you are as a human being. Black Red, yellow, white, all the different colors. Oh, the color. The color. Yep, 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 yep. That's all, folks. All the colors of the world. That's what I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you, boo. I'm talking to you, talking to you, boo. Okay. All right, everybody. I will be back with some more for show. Mo, mo for show. I'll be back with some more, um, some more commentary and things I hope will help you feel like life is gonna get back on track okay talk to you soon in another pet whisper near you